As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep. It's a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand that I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce a new innovation to their reserve collection, CBD gummies with 5 milligrams of THC. The Reserve Collection is a specially curated blend of full-spectrum cannabinoids, rich and bold, the Reserve Collection product solicits strong feelings of calm, comfort, and relief when intense support is needed. Enjoy a deeper CBD experience with Plus CBD's Reserve Collection of oils, soft gels, and gummies. All of their products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code HOFFMAN30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's new Reserve Collection Gummies. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine, America's foremost program on health, medicine, and nutrition, featuring the latest on both conventional and alternative therapies. Now, here's Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a weekend program where we talk about everything that relates to your health, the best of high-tech medicine, the best of natural therapies, putting those all together for you each weekend is my job. Your job is to provide me with fodder for my replies to your questions, 877-726-8255, our number. If you've got a medical situation, if you want to report on something that you've done on the health front, that is either improved your health or perhaps you tried something that works or, or doesn't work, 877-726-8255 is our number. We'd love to hear from you this hour. And next, we got lots to talk about uh, this weekend. Uh, lots of health stories to share with you, but uh, I want to start with a feature that we do from time to time here on Intelligent Medicine, which is entitled Celebrity Diseases of the Week. And we've got a couple, a couple of celebrities are in the spotlight for their particular medical conditions, Elon Musk and Bobby Kennedy Jr., and we'll talk about what's going on with them. Uh, RFK Jr. Uh, just announced his uh, candidacy for the nomination for president on the Democratic ticket. And, uh, you know, I've heard him speak before, and I know he has a vocal problem. And so uh, it was kind of challenging to listen to his speeches you know, he sort of sounds like, I'm proud to say that I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. And, you know, it, it's a little like listening to uh, sandpaper on uh, a piece of wood. Uh, but he has a medical condition which is called spasmodic dysphonia. And it's a relatively uncommon condition. It uh, is estimated to affect merely two people per 100,000. But if you do the math, there's uh, uh, hundreds of millions of people in the United States, so there it is a rare but uh, present disease. I think there's a spasmonic dysphonia foundation, which is devoted to doing research on that subject. And uh, it has to do with 
the uh, the vocal apparatus in the throat, the laryngeal muscles that generate a person's voice go into periods of spasm. And this results in breaks or interruptions in the voice. And uh, the reason for it, they say, is sporadic, sudden, and prolonged tension found in the muscles around the larynx during speech. And the this tension affects the uh, very exquisitely delicate abduction and adduction, the opening and closing of the vocal folds in the vocal cords. And consequently, uh, there is kind of a mix-up in how they uh, process the passage of air across the uh, vocal cords, and you get this raspy kind of sound and breaks in, in the voice, you know, like uh, uh, a teenage boy whose voice is changing at puberty. So uh, this is uh, uh, an unusual condition. And they say it's not so much a condition in the vocal cords. It's a condition in the brain. Uh, it originates in a part of the brain that's associated uh, with movement called the basal ganglia. And this has led to speculation by some, it's unfounded, that RFK Jr. suffers from Parkinson's disease, which may be the case. He may be uh, concealing that, but um, it uh, is not necessarily associated with Parkinson's disease. People with Parkinson's disease often have vocal problems. They often speak in a softer voice. They lose their vocal strength, uh, but they don't necessarily have this raspy kind of voice. They can, and sometimes... Uh, uh, spasmodic dysphonia can be a precursor to Parkinson's disease, but doesn't necessarily have to follow. So uh, that speculation is uh, unfounded. Uh, interestingly, um, he is the founder of something called CHDF, Children's Health Defense Fund, which is primarily pointing out the hazards of uh, vaccines. And he recently wrote a book called The Real Anthony Fauci, which has some uh, revelations about corruption in the CDC and the National Institute of Health and the FDA. And uh, he's also written a book recently called The Wuhan Cover-Up. So it's kind of interesting he's entering the field uh, from the left because a lot of the criticism of our pandemic handling has come from the right. But uh, this time it's coming from the left. So yeah, kind of interesting he threw his hat in the ring. And he's going to bring up some of these issues. He's also big on uh, the environment. And um, so, you know, <laughs> he's a little hard to listen to, but his message may be uh, worth putting into the political discourse. So another thing that happened uh, this week uh, is uh, there were a lot of interviews with uh, Elon Musk. And so I'm watching an interview with Elon Musk, and he's wearing a T-shirt, so his neck is exposed, and I see this big longitudinal scar, a horizontal scar on his neck. And I'm thinking, what's going on with Elon Musk? Does he have a health problem? Uh, often people who have lymphoma have uh, enlarged lymph nodes in the neck and they're biopsied. And so I thought to myself, well, is it possible that he has lymphoma, hasn't revealed that? You know, that could have a, you know, because he's involved in a lot of companies, 
uh, he's, you know, is, is, is a big, uh, financier and entrepreneur. Uh, his stock prices could take a tumble if, uh, for example, Tesla, uh, if it were to be revealed that the guy at the helm of Twitter and Tesla and, you know, SpaceX, uh, was suffering from a form of cancer. Uh, and then, uh, somebody who, uh, my family was watching TV with me said, well, maybe he's had neck surgery. And I thought, well, yeah, you know, neck surgery sometimes occurs from the middle of the neck and, you know, goes back sometimes the back of the neck, but sometimes the way to get to the cervical spine to treat neck problems is sideways through the, the side of the neck. And so I looked it up and it turns out my hunch was wrong. They were right. Uh, back in 2020, Elon Musk himself tweeted because somebody pointed out, you've got this neck scar. What's going on? And he was frank and open about it. He says in a tweet, maybe I can be helpful. Had Moby C disc put in at C5, C6. That's in the cervical spine. However, first surgery failed to remove bone spurs sticking into my spinal cord. Second surgery took care of it. Recommend using Yelp or other online reviews of doctors. Effectiveness varies widely. So he's kind of putting a plug for uh, social media there. Um, so what happened with him is he had a neck problem. And neck problems don't necessarily manifest as merely neck pain. Uh, if you have a problem with your spinal cord and neck, you can have spinal pain in the neck, but you can also have something called radiculopathy, which can cause a loss of feeling, loss of movement, pain, weakness, or tingling down the arm and possibly into the hands. And that's very, very annoying. And so initially the therapy is non-surgical. Patients should try other medical treatments such as physical therapy, uh, or medicine to alleviate the discomfort. And sometimes this is a self-limited problem because surgery on the neck is very delicate. It's a very big deal. But then uh, you can have neck surgery and uh, you can have what is called disc fusion. And it's the common type of surgery until recently. Uh, what they did was uh, they would replace the damaged disc and then they would fuse the neck between two vertebrae. These are the, you know, these are the, the coin-like structures that stack, you know, C3, C4, C5, C6. And with disc fusion, you're going to have a little loss of neck mobility. So the new innovation is to use implants like the Moby-C, the Moby-C. It's a device that gets put in after an unhealthy disc is removed, but instead of a, a bone spacer or a plastic implant along with a plate and screws, which fix the necks in place at that, at that C5, C6 or whatever, uh, you know, vertebral juncture that is, the MOBI-C is implanted in the disc space, the, the disc space. And, uh, the goal of surgery with, the MOBI-C is to allow motion at those levels. Okay, well, so they did the surgery, but it didn't address the problem because there was something impinging on the spinal 
uh, cord in the neck. And so they had to go in. They didn't have to pull out the Mobi-C. It wasn't that the disc, that this new device failed. And by the way, it's a little tiny device. You might think, you know, it's the size of, uh, I don't know, um, you know, a teacup or something like that. But no, it's a really tiny, uh, device. It looks like it's about, uh, you know, inch and a half across. Uh, if that, it may be just an inch across and it's a flexible device. It's composite of plastic and metal and it allows your neck to turn and pivot, but it didn't do the job on him. So they had to go in again, presumably through the same scar. That's why the scar looks kind of exaggerated when he's wearing a t-shirt and they removed the impingement and they fixed it. So can see even the richest guy in the world who can afford the best doctors, the best surgery sometimes. Things don't work out quite as well as planned. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Those are the celebrity diseases of the week. And now you know. 877-726-8255, or number, and this is Intelligent Medicine. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Do your current probiotics offer diversity? The primary goal of your probiotics is to help create and maintain a healthy gut microbiome. We often think more is better, but taking high doses of 50 or 100 billion probiotics can work against you. The most important factor is diversity, not quantity. Look for a formula that has multiple strains of probiotic flora expertly fermented to contain postbiotic metabolites, which have been shown to help digestive and immune health, our gut brain function, and more. The worldwide leader in fermented postbiotic health? Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics, the number one probiotics in the world for direct delivery of postbiotics. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics uses a multi-year fermentation with 12 proven probiotic strains producing over 500 postbiotic metabolites, certified vegetarian and free of gluten, allergens, and GMOs. So say no to quantity and yes to diversity. Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics are available online and at natural health retailers nationwide. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman with you. Our number 877-726-8255. That number available to you 24-7-365. So even if you don't call during the program, you can call anytime during the week and you can record a question. But we got a live caller. Jake, welcome. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing okay. How about you? Good. Where are you calling from, Jake? I'm calling from uh, Wisconsin. Dr. All right. Wisconsin. Great. Okay. Good. What's going on? Well, I have one that you might not get very often. Uh, first of all, my name's Jake, and I'm a recovering addict. Uh, yep. And I have a question in regards to recovery from uh, encephalation. Uh, former addict, uh, been in recovery for a couple of years, and my nasal passages are never, never going to recover, according to my doctors. Okay. Uh, 
too bad for me. It's a sad thing. But uh, so were, were you were you by. were you snorting uh, cocaine or heroin, putting it up your nose? Okay. Yes. Yeah, snorting cocaine. Okay. So the question is, you know, how can you alleviate that problem? You know, because what you did is basically you sandblasted your nasal passages and you created chronic irritation. And this can happen with uh, anything. This can happen with cigarette smoke. Uh, this can happen with environmental exposure. You know, we're all exposed to ambient levels of, uh, of pollutants. But, you know, putting, you know, a harsh, caustic, substance up your nasal passages repeatedly i mean it can even erode your nasal septum and cause uh you know the piece of cartilage that separates your nostrils uh that uh, that can actually break through in people who are very heavy users so okay so what can you do i mean what you need is a sort of an anti-inflammatory program and uh you can uh, begin by using something called uh, Clear X L E A R nasal spray, and that is helpful. That actually uh, helps to uh, uh, lubricate your nasal passages, uh, but it also reduces the presence of certain bacteria which can be present there. And it may be that your nasal flora, the bacteria that populate your nose, uh, has been disrupted or damaged uh, by virtue of the chronic use of medication. Uh, and the and the chronic inflammation that's there, um, you know. The other thing that uh, I would suggest is that you look at other potential causes of chronic nasal congestion. Don't underestimate the effect of diet. Uh, you know, I personally experience that because I'm a big swimmer, and that irritates my nasal passages. And so, you know, actually, I can swim further than the amount of time that I want to spend in the water because otherwise, I'm going to sound kind of like this on a nasal on a on a on a broadcast, you know, really congested. And that's not a great sound. So um, so what you can do is try a diet where you're eliminating dairy and perhaps also uh, gluten. Uh, it's worked for me in the past, and I do this during allergy season. This now is springtime. It's peak allergy season, and it can actually make a difference in terms of, uh, of your symptoms. Um, I noticed that, you know, after a trip to Iceland, I really took a liking to skier, you know, which is a really concentrated kind of yogurt, kind of like Greek yogurt. And I started eating skier over there and it tasted really good. So I bought some here and I started getting tremendous nasal congestion. And then I decided I had to bite the bullet on dairy consumption. Within a few weeks, my nasal congestion was much better. So these are some things that you can try. Give it a shot and let's hear back from you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is Intelligent Medicine. As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research, among them several stand out for their supportive immune function and respiratory health, NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus. NAC promotes detoxification and healthy respiratory function. Allerol supports respiratory structures and functions. Serapeptase supports a healthy response to biological stress. And Abiotic Immune Plus is a botanical formula designed to support healthy immune system function. 
NAC, Allerol, Serapeptase, and Abiotic Immune Plus for support of immune function and respiratory health. And they're available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. New look, same trusted formulas. As part of Wakanaga of America's 50th anniversary, their flagship product, Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, has a new look. The new packaging clearly communicates each formula's unique characteristics and benefits at a glance. The added QR code allows consumers to scan for more info. Aged garlic extract has been shown to support optimal cardiovascular health, including blood pressure and cholesterol, immune function, and more. It is organically grown. And AGE is the most researched garlic supplement on the market, with over 900 scientific papers from prestigious universities and research institutes around the world. There is also a new, vegan-friendly version of Kyolic's original cardiovascular formula. Visit Kyolic.com for more information about Kyolic's quality supplements to support your healthy lifestyle. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Kyolic aged garlic extract supplements are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. 877-726-8255 is our number. And we invite your phone calls, your questions, uh, your comments during this hour and next. Lots of time to pose questions. Come directly into the doctor's office and get some help. All right. This is something that I would characterize as the duh story of the week. But it confirms something that we've long realized. Headline, study links poor diet to 14 million cases of type 2 diabetes globally. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? Researchers estimate they say that 7 out of 10 cases of type 2 diabetes worldwide in the last year for which statistics were recorded. There's a little latency here. It takes a while to do the studies. Back in 2018, were linked to food choices. Okay, big study done at Tufts University, 184 countries. They estimate the poor diet contributed to over 14.1 million cases of type 2 diabetes in 2018. That's 70% of new diagnoses globally. So it's a worldwide problem. Uh, they say that the biggest problem is excess intake of refined rice and wheat, along with insufficient intake of whole grains, and the overconsumption of processed meat. And by whole grains, they don't mean like a whole wheat bagel. They mean really, real whole grains, like uh, unmilled uh, kasha or barley. Uh, and who eats really uh, whole grain wheat? We always get it as flour. You know, maybe uh, tabbouleh is an example of vulgar uh, wheat, but few people consume it that way. Uh, they say our study suggests poor carbohydrate quality is a leading driver of diet attributable type 2 diabetes globally. Of the 184 countries included in the Nature Medicine study, all 184 saw an increase in type 2 diabetes cases between 1990 and 2018. So, you know, a lot of diseases were vanquishing, right? You know, they're decreasing in occurrence because we're coming up with better and better treatments. That is one disease whose incidence is soaring worldwide. Uh, the incidence was high in Latin America and the Caribbean, especially in Colombia and Mexico. That was credited to high consumption of sugary drinks, processed meat, and low intake of whole grains. As a lot of countries emerge from 
the third world poverty to higher standards of living, people can afford more junk food and there's a great deal of westernization occurring globally and that is harming the health of people across the world. Okay, now here comes the smoking gun. And the smoking gun uh, is sometimes in the realm of causation in health, uh, has a lot to do with the long debate between cigarettes and heart disease and cancer. And for so many years, there was denial by the industry. They said, well, you know, mm, yeah, we're not really sure. You know, the studies are weak. They don't really show that they're... And they concealed it. They knew it. They knew that cigarettes were a delivery system for a highly addictive substance that caused heart disease and cancer. But they sat on that information. And now comes the smoking gun, so to speak, when it comes to sugar-sweetened beverages. Uh, it's a big study just out, came out last month, beverage consumption and mortality among adults with type 2 diabetes. And they looked at a bunch of health professionals in the United States, nurses and doctors, and what they found, and this is a long study, uh, nearly 19 years of follow-up. Uh, they uh, looked at uh, deaths from heart disease and overall deaths. And what they found uh, was that uh, there was a direct correlation between higher intake of sugar-sweetened beverages and all-cause mortality and cardiovascular disease and heart-related deaths. Now, they looked at other beverages, too. When it came to coffee, tea, plain water, and low-fat milk, they were inversely associated with all-cause mortality. In other words, you, the more of those things you had and the less of the sugar-sweetened beverages, the less likely you were to die or have heart disease. Okay? So, their conclusion is, logically enough, these findings emphasize the potential role of healthy choices of beverages in managing the risk of cardiovascular disease and premature death overall in adults with type 2 diabetes. And they have all the statistics neatly printed here. And why, oh why, do we permit the widespread marketing of these sugar-sweetened beverages? And yes, the you know big companies that make this stuff, you know Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all the other companies that make sugar-sweetened beverages, what they're doing is they're giving you smaller cans, or they're giving you artificially sweetened beverages. And this is sort of a tip of the hat, a little greenwashing to the proposition that maybe, just maybe, we want to reduce our intake of these things. But overall, uh, they're still contributing to mayhem on the health front. And more and more people are dying because of it. 877-726-8255, our number. Well, if fatigue sometimes holds you back and, you know, for whom is that not applicable? Studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age, thus increasing your fatigue. The only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair damaged cells and improve the functioning of the mitochondria is anti-factor from nutritional therapeutics. Now, clinical trials have shown that anti-factor reduces fatigue by almost half. It has anti-aging effects. 
Intake Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. There's full-spectrum vitamin mineral formulas. There's immune support formulas, targeted nutrition, and then there's pure NT Factor that you can add to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking. I take the powder, put it in my smoothies, or you can get uh, you can get padded in energy, which is lozenges that are portable. You can take them around with you when you travel. Uh, you can find the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas at your favorite health food store or online retailer. Order order direct. Call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. All right, so here's another one. Uh, and this is, this is a big problem because... We talked about the cigarette industry. The cigarette industry knows that they make a product that kills people. So the idea is they want to stay in business. They're still selling an addictive substance, but they want to reduce the hazards associated with that substance and get under the radar in terms of legality. So then they invented e-cigarettes. Now, the advantage of e-cigarettes is that e-cigarettes have the addictive substance, nicotine, packaged in a matrix, which is less carcinogenic and less likely to cause heart disease than if you smoke burning plant matter, inhale it in your lungs, and it goes around in your circulatory system. It attacks uh, your blood vessel linings and uh, ultimately... Uh, damages or destroys your lung tissue, or worse yet, can cause those delicate lung cells to go haywire and cause lung cancer. Okay, so that's the proposition with e-cigarettes. Well, e-cigarettes are not without harms because they can irritate the lungs, and the vehicles or the chemicals or just the you know physical hot vapors that people inhale can be damaging and deleterious. But here's another problem. I mean, the idea was reduce likelihood that people are going to go on to smoke cigarettes and give them, you know, a substitute. Well, e-cigarette use has skyrocketed among kids. Why? Because it's easier to conceal e-cigarettes. Uh, it's very unlikely that you're going to get away with lighting up a cigarette in a school hallway, you know, in a junior high school or high school. But you can uh, have a vape pen with nicotine in it or other stuff, unfortunately. Uh, so this is a study that looks at the potential for e-cigarettes to be a gateway to heavier smoking later on. And indeed, that's what they found. Teens who use e-cigarettes early were more likely to become frequent smokers. That's diametrically opposite of what's supposed to happen. There's supposed to be a substitute for these health-impairing cancer sticks. They say teens who used e-cigarettes early were more likely to become frequent smokers. Uh, this study done in the UK and the US, among youths who began smoking before age 15, the odds of later adolescent smoking were significantly higher for those who used e-cigarettes relative to those who had not used e-cigarettes. So in other words, they're almost saying that's it's less likely that you go on to be an adult smoker if you just smoke cigarettes before the age of 15. <laughs> You're more likely to quit than if you used e-cigarettes. Uh, so they admit that youth in the USA show lo similar long-term declines in tobacco cigarette smoking, but recent increases in e-cigarette use 
Yet, uh, while newer studies suggest that e-cigarettes in adolescents may be a catalyst for later tobacco use, less well considered is how vaping may shape tobacco consumption among youth who have already initiated smoking tobacco cigarettes early in adolescence. So uh, they say in the U.S., 42% of early e-cigarette users continued smoking in late adolescence, while only 24% of participants who did not use e-cigarettes later smoked. So it's almost like smoking early, you'll stop earlier <laughs> if you're smoking cigarettes anyway. Among UK participants, 61% of early e-cigarette users continue to smoke compared with 50% of smokers who do not use e-cigarettes. So uh, this, you know, this is to me one of the most, uh, it's, it's like uh, a real sleight of hand. It's a shell game where they're trying to conceal the hazards in the guise of mitigating the harmful effects of cigarettes. What in effect they're doing is they're guaranteeing a long-term marketplace for their more dangerous products. 877-726-8255 is our number. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is Intelligent Medicine. If chocolate is your weakness, the real chocolate decadence of Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate can be your strength. Extensive research demonstrates the remarkable benefits of daily cocoa flavanols on brain and heart function, including a recent Harvard study showing a 27% reduction in cardiovascular death. It may even be a helpful tool in managing cognitive decline. Flava Naturals Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate with great flavor and minimal sugar. Their secret is sourcing premium high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to fuel brain and cardio performance. I use it every day. For more information and to order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find the extensive research behind cocoa flavanols benefits and great recipes too. That's flavanaturals.com. Flavanaturals.com. Welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. Dr. Ronald Hoffman here. And a reminder, you can shop hundreds of curated vetted supplements in my full script dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. You know, you shop uh, online and especially through uh, big uh, big outlets like Amazon. It, you just are not sure about the quality, uh, whether the products are stored properly, uh, whether they're even counterfeit. Uh, we recently shared an investigative report from Now Vitamins, which shows that some of their products were literally counterfeited. Uh, phony labels were put on them. They were sold via Amazon, and they had no active ingredients. They're basically cornstarch. So if you want a more reliable source of supplements, go to my full script dispensary, drhoppinstore.com. We stock on the highest quality supplements there. They're professional quality, and they are carefully vetted. And you can get the very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. All right, 877-726-8255, our number. And one of the things I do in the morning is um, often I make a shake. I throw in an avocado, some protein powder. Uh, I use uh, some creatine because I'm trying to do some strength training, build muscles, and a bunch of other ingredients. And one of the ingredients I throw in is colostrum, colostrum powder. Here's the results of a new trial on colostrum. A new trial concludes that bovine colostrum 
can reduce the risk of upper respiratory tract infections in adults at heightened risk of infection. Now, how do they find adults who are at heightened risk of infection? They took a bunch of medical students who were sleep deprived and had a lot of exposures to respiratory pathogens and germs in their training. They had a heavy workload and they had a lot of contact with hospitalized patients. And they gave them either a placebo or they gave them colostrum. And what's interesting is they gave them a very small amount of colostrum, like 0.5 or one milligram of colostrum. Um, I'm sorry, one 0.5 or one gram of colostrum. A gram is, you know, like a quarter of a teaspoon. So very small, small amounts of colostrum. And results showed that the colostrum supplementation significantly reduced the frequency and severity of upper respiratory tract symptoms in the high risk group. And also they assessed the subject's overall well-being perception, how they felt, and there was an improvement in their overall well-being. So what's, what is it about bovine colostrum that can help fend off respiratory infections? Well, colostrum is the first milk and it's available to cows and it's available to humans. It's the first milk that comes from breastfeeding. And in the dairy industry, they use a lot of colostrum because sometimes they separate the calves from the moms. The moms continue to produce milk, but uh, the babies are separated. And so they're fed colostrum. This is a common practice. So literally tons of colostrum, bovine colostrum are made. Uh, high quality bovine colostrum also works for humans. Uh, it's been previously shown to boost immune system function. Its constituents are protein, fat, carbohydrates, uh, B vitamins, magnesium, vitamins A, C, and E. But it also contains specific protein compounds such as lactoferrin, growth factors, and antibodies, which are believed to have health benefits such as boosting immunity, treating infections, and promoting growth. So several previous studies have confirmed its effectiveness in preventing upper respiratory tract infections. And also, uh, they're good for the GI tract. So, uh, you know, I take it, uh, I'm thinking that, you know, it may help confer some additional pr protection to me. Uh, all right, this item. There is a procedure, a cosmetic surgery procedure, which is called the BBL. Y'all know what the BBL is? It's the Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> and it is being increasingly performed. They say the BBL has become especially popular over the past two decades with procedures surging more than 800%. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, they say, whereas in the 90s, women prized big breasts and a thin silhouette, now wider hips and a fuller buttocks are the ideal. So what is this? I mean, is this like a popular phenomenon? Did, did JLo start this off? You know, the, the you know women will look at themselves, my butt's not big enough, so I'm going to get an enhanced butt. And what they do in the BBL is they suck out some fat, uh, from the abdomen or the flanks or the back. And then they use a syringe attached to a cannula to re-inject, 
reserved fat into the buttocks. So they actually feed fat taken from one part of the body into your butt. And this, the problem is it has to be done very carefully. It can be done in expert hands, but there are a lot of chop shops who are doing it and their volume is so great that they have to do the procedure real quickly. And this can be dangerous. And what happens is the fat can travel via the bloodstream to the heart and lungs. And they're increasing deaths from pulmonary fat emboli, which means that the fat travels into the lungs and this can be fatal. Uh, increasing numbers of fatalities and they really need to do something to regulate this because there's some places where you get it on the cheap, uh, especially clinics in places like uh, Florida, offshore clinics, and this can, the BBL uh, has now become the most dangerous aesthetic procedure ever performed. I'm thinking, why go there? I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine. <laughs>